you guys to believe that I actually miss you guys, okay? I actually miss you. <laughs> uh, no, I, I hope everybody uh, uh, is safe, and I hope your family is safe. Obviously, you know, these are trying times for uh, not just uh, everyone here in Louisiana, but and not just in the, in the United States, but throughout the world. You know, we just uh, – this has been a – an unbelievably difficult time for everyone. Uh, uh, I, I just hope that I, I continue to say, I just hope your family is safe and I hope you guys are safe. Uh, I mean, obviously, uh, <clears throat> everybody's here that, uh, you know, we're supposed to be reopening the facilities throughout the league, you know, starting on the 8th. Uh, you know, we've decided here that uh, the earliest that we would open would be the 15th. Uh, we're going to uh, align ourselves with what's going on in this state and what's going on through the governor's uh, and the mayor's office, and uh, and so we will not be a doing anything has joined until the, the 15th. Uh, so we won't be doing anything until the the 15th at the earliest. So uh, you know, there's still just so many more questions that has to be answered. Uh, you know, uh, I'll try to answer them for you, uh, for you as we get into the Q and A, but. Uh, uh, there's also going to be so many things that you may ask that uh, doesn't have an answer right now, but uh, I have total confidence in what we're doing uh, from the commissioner's office. You know, we've got a great commissioner, and I know that uh, they have committees and they have uh, uh, everyone that's working 24-7 to try to come up with a solution, and, uh, you know, we're going to just uh, trust that they're going to do the greatest job, but I know the number one thing for them is the the health of the players, the health of the coaches, the health of the fans. So uh, we have to take that under consideration when there's any decisions being made. And with that, I'll ask you guys, if you have any questions, uh, uh, I'll try to answer them as best I can. Hi, Coach. It's Jen. Um, have you guys decided who would be the monitor, so to speak, the, the person who would be in charge of the controlling the infectious part and making sure everything's cleansed, the health officer? Um, that's going to be uh, uh, Aaron Nelson. Uh, he's he's going to make sure that everything and and uh, they've talked to the league and he's talked to the league and there's a a, a steadfast you know uh, a number of rules that has to be followed and uh, and then with Aaron I know he'll go beyond that as far as the as I said the safety of the players uh, disinfecting the facilities and all of that stuff. It, it's not going to change very much from what uh, we had uh, right before we closed everything down. Uh, there will only be two coaches allowed. Uh, none of those will be uh, bench coaches. Uh, and there will only be uh, four players allowed in the facility at a time. So, uh, you know, there's just some of the things that uh, that was talked about yesterday on our call. But, uh, you know, we're going to go, like I said, beyond, you know, beyond everything as far as making sure the, the place is disinfected, making sure the players are safe. And, Coach, should New Orleans or the state push back the stay-at-home order past May 15th? Does that automatically mean the Pelicans would adhere to that as well, or is there a chance you would open on May 15th regardless? Well, that's something that we would just have to wait and see, you know, what the situation is, Jen, as far as uh, uh, pushing back and, and, and us opening the facility. But I know that uh, – the one thing with Griff is that he's he's aligned himself uh, uh, and aligned us uh, kind of with what's going on in our state. So that would be something that uh, 
would have to be discussed, but uh, I, I would say that that is a possibility. Yes, if they would push it back, that that we may push it back also, but uh, uh, we don't know the answer to that. That's one of those questions that is kind of tough to answer right now until it actually happens. Will Guillory with The Athletic. Uh, I'm just wondering, what's it been like for you just trying to keep in touch with the players and making sure they're, you know, me mentally and physically prepared for whatever th this thing gets started up again? Well, I'm sure it's been that way with uh, almost everyone in the league. You know, you try to stay in contact through uh, texting and through phone calls. I've talked to, you know, the, uh, the majority of our guys uh, on the phone just to see how they're doing, really, and seeing what, what's going on. Uh, you know, like I said, the number one thing so far is that I worry about, you know, the health of them as well as the health of their family. Uh, but we've talked about it. You know, some of our guys have uh, been able to get in some workouts and do some things and uh, uh, stay a little bit in touch with the basketball part of it. But uh, for the most part, you know, if I talked to them just about uh, their family and, uh, you know, and I said that, uh, you know, I think that, you know, we'll have time to talk about the basketball part and, and, and how that would look uh, when the time comes. Fletcher Mackle, um, I, I know there's a lot of ideas and speculation and things like that. How closely do you follow that? And is there anything at this point is a bad idea or is, is every idea just kind of a, a feasible, possible idea? I know Kenny Smith talked about a March Madness-style tournament where all 32 teams make the playoffs and we've seen reports of clustering in Vegas and Orlando. How closely do you follow it, and, and do you think there is really a bad idea, or since we're in unprecedented territory, that every idea is potentially feasible? Uh, well, first of all, uh, everyone, you know, there, there's so much speculation out there that right now I don't know if, uh, uh, <laughs> if any of it is very accurate at all right now. You know, I don't think the NBA have come to any kind of uh, – uh, conclusion as to what that would look like or what that would be right now. But I know that they're, as I said, working 24-7 on uh, some solution as to what it's going to look like when we get back. Uh, but I do know that most of it right now is all speculation. I'm on a, a subcommittee uh, with some uh, other GMs and other head coaches, uh, you know, concerning, you know, how it's going to look when we get back. And uh, I just know that there's nothing definite uh, out there right now or, uh, there's not one thing that is ahead of the other right now. Uh, I just know that, uh, you know, like I said, everything is based on uh, what's the safest way of doing this and then uh, how can we get back and making it as fair as we possibly can. So that's going to take a lot of uh, uh, maneuvering, a lot of talking, a lot of, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, just going through it with the coaches and the players and the GMs and the executive vice president and trying to do what we think is best uh, for everyone involved. And, and that number one priority will always be health. Uh, Christian Clark with NOLA.com. Uh, I was just curious, you, you got a chance to see kind of what your team looked like full strength for, for 19 or 20 or games there. So um, right before play, kind of pause. What is just your evaluation of the team that you did have uh, while I was at full strength? Well, obviously, I thought we were playing uh, really good uh, basketball. And then, uh, you know, I thought the, the, the Christmas tr trip, you know, really kind of showed us what we could possibly do. And even when we weren't at full strength and when we got everyone back and uh, obviously we had uh, our rotations that we felt that we were going to have at the start of the year. And uh, we had had guys that had kind of stepped up and, 
you know, uh, Brandon has showed us the kind of player that he could be and obviously getting favors back and him anchoring our defense was a real key right there because we've been so solid with our defense. Uh, you know, we were the sixth best defensive team in the league since the All-Star break. So uh, I thought we were headed in the right direction. Obviously, uh, being able to uh, have Zion on the floor and, and him getting better every single game and uh, our guys embracing what he brought to our team. Uh, I, that's, the, that's the number one thing, I think, uh, with this group is that, you know, we never uh, uh, the least bit fragmented on anything right there. That, that's really, really tough to do when you lose 13 straight games. And, and usually in the NBA, it's almost impossible to, uh, you know, to survive that as a coach, to be honest with you. And, uh, you know, our guys never wavered one bit. And, and, and Griff was great through this whole thing saying that, you know, uh, we're going to get it turned around. I can just see this team and we just got to be patient with it. And uh, and we did exactly that. And we did that because of the leadership on this team, uh, you know, with Drew Holiday and J.J. Reddick and, you know, guys like uh, Etoy Moore, who is kind of a silent leader behind all of this thing, and Fade and those guys. They kept this group together, and we kept playing for a purpose. And then when we did get Zion, uh, those guys, there was not one bit of jealousy. Uh, they knew what we had in him. Uh, they, as a matter of fact, uh, wanted him to be more aggressive and wanted him to do things that uh, doesn't really happen when you have a rookie on a team that got a bunch of veteran guys. So uh, this is this is a great team with high character. We were playing great basketball, and I thought we were in a uh, we were going in a direction where we were going to be playing our best basketball when it mattered most. Coach, I know there are no definitive plans yet, so forgive me if. Uh... This is one you can't answer, but any indication of whether the regular season would finish when when basketball returns, or whether you would skip right the playoffs? Any thoughts on how that'll play out? Uh, you know, Dan, that is one of those questions that I don't think anyone have the answer to right now. Uh, I don't know what it's going to look like uh, when we do get back out playing. Uh, you know, and I, I think that's something that is a uh, uh, continually being worked on uh, and talked about uh, uh, starting in the league office. So we, we don't have any indication of, of how that would look and what it would be. Uh, we're just hoping that we have that opportunity. Hey, Coach, this is uh, Schmidt from Bourbon Street Shots. Um, given that it's going to be difficult to get players in, in game shape if they can only come in about two or three at a time, um, is that going to affect how you guys – uh, approach the season if and when it does start? Do you, you play a bigger set of players in, in your rotation because um, guys aren't exactly in full game shape yet? Well, I, I think what will happen, uh, and I'll be surprised if, if, it, if it doesn't, is that uh, I think we will be given adequate time uh, in, some, in, in, in the best of situations to try to get our guys in a position where uh, there are in uh, – at least decent game shape to go out and play. I don't think that it's going to be one of those things that uh, if we come back, they're going to say, oh, we got five days and then we're playing. I don't see that. Uh, I don't see that possibility because I think uh, uh, as the lead, talk to everyone and understand, you know, how this is going to work. I think one of the things that they will always do is give guys adequate time uh, to try to get themselves in decent shape so that we're putting a good product out on the floor. 
coaching and kind of in that same vein, what do you think an adequate timeline looks like for, for ramping up and getting ready to play, you know, real games again? You know, I don't know. We, we've talked about that as, uh, as, as coaches and, you know, I've talked to some, some guys, some of my friends, uh, you know, about it and talked about how does that look or what, you know, what, you know, how many days would we need, uh, to try to get that going. And, uh, you know, I mean, I think everybody has been between 20 and 30 and things like that. And, you know, you got to take under consideration uh, uh, these guys got to get their core strength back uh, uh, from uh, uh, weightlifting and, you know, just a uh, uh, standpoint of, of, of doing that. And then you got to get them on the court and you've got to do some things along those lines. So uh, I don't know the exact number right now. Like I said, I think it'll be something that, when we do uh, receive that and uh, understand that, then I think we can we can uh, reorganize or schedule our uh, practices and 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 uh, strength and conditioning things based on the number that we get from uh, the league when that happens. Since you've been talking to the players pretty regularly, as you've mentioned, what is the general sense or the vibe that you get for them? How eager are they to get the season restarted? And do you feel like any of them have any concerns about getting the season restarted, considering there's still no vaccine yet for the COVID-19 virus? Well, I think that's in the back of everyone's mind. You know, I mean, it's not something that uh, uh, just from a basketball standpoint, but I think uh, going back to work, you know, the hotels reopening, you know, the restaurants reopening, I think that's in everyone's mind. Uh, So I, I don't think there's anything, unusual about having concerns in that area right there. I think that in general, our guys are just eager to get back to playing. And I think in our case, our guys uh, were really disappointed because as I said, I thought, uh, and they felt like that we were starting to peak and playing our best basketball. And uh, when you look at the schedule that we had uh, remaining, uh, most of the teams that we were trying to catch, we were going to be able to play those teams, you know? Uh, And so we, really felt good that we still had an opportunity to hold our destiny in our own hands and not have to look at the the scoreboard and pull for this team or that team, but we were going to be able to control our own destiny. And I think that was another thing that they were really excited about. Uh, so uh, I would say if you're talking about the general psyche of the guys, I think they were just really uh, – they, they were concerned about – how can we get back on the court and still play? You know, I mean, they, they, they just really felt good, as I said, in the direction we were going. Coach, when we've asked uh, other guys about Zion, um, they, they've mostly said that they, they actually weren't that surprised about what he was able to do those 19 games just because, you know, they saw what he's able to do in the preseason. I mean, did, did anything Zion did when he was out there uh, catch you off guard, or was that pretty much what you expected? Well, it's pretty much what we expected. Uh, I still think that, uh, you know, I've never seen in all the years that I've been in the league, I've never seen anyone that have a second jump uh, like this kid. I mean, uh, it's amazing how he can hit the ground and be back up before anyone is really reacting to the first move that he's had. So um, I would say that's been uh, a pleasant surprise in those areas right there. I think what – uh, we found out is that he's an excellent passer also. And I think as he gets more comfortable uh, handling basketball, that's going to be an area that uh, everyone sees that he can be 
uh, an elite guy in from the position that he's playing right there. But, you know, he's such a good guy just from, you know, a, a teammate standpoint that I knew that our guys would be pulling for him. And, you know, our guys in, have embraced the fact that, you know, he he's a guy that we can finish games with. He's a guy that we can go to when we need a basket. And, and uh, you know, he'll make the right play. Uh, so, uh, like I said, from from the standpoint of embracing uh, a young player and understanding that our guys have been great with him and he's been great with our guys. You guys are presumably facing a situation where when games do restart, you're going to be playing without fans. Is that something you have thought about, and, and how does that impact the players who do often feed off the momentum and, and the energy the crowd brings? Well, I mean, no doubt that that's going to be a tough situation uh, if that if that ends up being what it is. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it's just an adjustment that uh, the players, the coaches, and everyone will have to make. You know, obviously uh, uh, every game has been played with fans in the stands, you know, for the entire career of everybody, uh, you know, on this team and, and really for, uh, for every coach, really. So it would be something that would have to be – uh, uh, that that I think in general you have to adjust to, but uh, I think guys and uh, everyone want to get back to playing, and uh, if that have to be the agenda right now, then uh, we'll have to do that. But obviously, I know that everyone is working uh, to the point where you know when can we have the fans back in the stands because uh, you know it's, that's a very very important thing. Uh, when you play in a basketball game or any sporting event, you know, having the, having the fans there to represent your team. Coach, uh, the, the the whole bubble city idea, what are your thoughts on that? And I know, like, baseball has kind of talked about doing three different bubble cities where ten teams kind of go to each spot so they can kind of start their regular season. What are your thoughts on just having everybody potentially uh, in one location to, to finish out the season? You know, I don't know. Uh, there's, I mean, obviously there's a lot of good to it. There's a lot of questionable things there. Uh, I really hadn't speculated on any of it because I can't, I don't have the ability to start and then have all the answers of, of saying, if we do this, then this will be the case. Or if we do it in three cities, this will be the case. So uh, what I'm doing is I'm just sitting back and uh, uh, just like everyone else, uh, waiting until uh, the people that have the authority to make a those decisions, make those left decisions the and then we'll we'll go from there. Really. Yeah, and I know that there was obviously so much focus on Zion with his with his injury and then his minutes restriction, um, and then lessening his minutes restriction. When you all do come back, how do you handle that? Do you do you talk about how much he plays? Do you do you do you cut him loose? Is it just based on what he looks like in practices? Is there going to be given the fact that it's his, it's his first season and there were some, some restrictions earlier in the season. Have you talked about with maybe Aaron Nelson what it looks like when you all do resume? Uh, well, we'll have those conversations, uh, Fletcher. You know, obviously uh, his health will be the number one priority, but uh, the restriction was really off, uh, you know, after his first, you know, five, six games. So, uh, he was playing the minutes that he would normally play, considering uh, uh, with any situation, really. So, but it'll be something that we'll talk about uh, uh, when we do resume, 
and uh, as far as how it looks for Zion from a minute standpoint. And we'll do that really with some of the other players. This is unprecedented, really. You know, where you're playing a basketball game, you play, you know, 60 games, and then all of a sudden, you know, the season ends, and then, you know, now it's going to start back up. So uh, this is going to be something that is going to be different for every single player that has ever played in the NBA or is playing in the NBA now. Uh, so uh, as far as – I mean, we'll get with our medical people, you know. I mean, obviously, uh, Aaron, uh, Tom, and those guys are going to have a big say-so into how we uh, uh, play our rotations and how we practice and how long we practice and things along those lines. Uh, I'll sit down with those guys, and, and, and they'll have input into all of those situations. Hey, Coach, if the season doesn't restart, how would you grade this season? Everyone, of course, remembers a dismal start, but since, of course, the 13-game losing streak, you guys have won over 60% of your games. Do you think this is a legitimate playoff-caliber team right now and that basically the start of the season isn't a true evaluation of this roster? Uh, I would say that the start was not uh, an accurate evaluation of what we uh, uh, we felt this team were going to be. You know, there were some injuries. There were some things that went on. Uh, that was out of the control of people, you know, the, you know, the, the tragedy with, uh, uh, with Favors mom, you know, passing away, uh, you know, that kept him away from the team uh, for such a long stretch and then getting him back and realizing what an impact he had on our team from a defensive standpoint. And then just, you know, implementing uh, Zion into the uh, whole, uh, you know, chemistry of the team and everything, uh, worked out, and then I just thought we found our, our, you know, groove, if you want to call it that, and uh, the rotations were good. Uh, everybody was very accepting of their roles, uh, and we were playing really good basketball. I thought that was more of an indication of what uh, what we were capable of. Uh, you know, we had won 10 of our last 13 road games, I think, and uh, that that's tough to do in this league, and the thing that we continue to try to stress and uh, we had to get better at is that we had to do a better job of, of playing at home on our home court and having uh, a home court advantage. And that was the thing that we were starting to stress and uh, really put emphasis on because uh, that's where I thought we had the most struggles. Matt, if that's okay. Um, Alvin, of I course. know that we're all like stay, staying at home here. Um, does that mean it's been, have you been supporting like local restaurants, a lot of district donuts and Vincent's takeouts? Or, or how have you been <laughs> handling? How have you been handling the stay at home? Uh, I have been supporting a lot of uh, local restaurants, but I also been doing a lot of my own cooking that I didn't think I had the ability to do. So, but when you're forced into a situation, uh, I think sometimes uh, uh, you're forced to do things that that put you in an uncomfortable situation. Cooking is not my comfort zone, really, but. Uh, you know, I can't read directions and follow them, so I've been doing some things as far as that. And uh, to be honest with you, the press market has been my savior uh, because they basically put everything together that you need and give you directions so I can come home and in 20 minutes I can cook a meal that uh, that's even edible from my standpoint. But it's been tough, you know, and I, 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 I do want to say that, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's just a really tough time because in New Orleans, obviously, you know, the music and the food is what we live by here. And then the two teams that we got here with the, you know, with the with the Pelicans and the Saints. I mean, 
you know, that's that's what the, the city is all about. So uh, they're going through a real, real tough time. So I will say this, that uh, anytime you have a chance to do uh, something for the local economy here, you know, I would I would I would say that I hope that everyone would do that. And uh, and I love the commercials that we have on TV because, you know, we will get through this and, and we'll do it together. Uh, everyone here knows that, you know, and everyone that have ever been associated with this city uh, know what this city represents. And, you know, uh, everyone says, you know, how tough Katrina was and everyone pulled together and got through that. And I think everyone will uh, do the same thing with this. They'll continue to uh, try to follow directions uh, of the leaders of this city and the leaders of this state. And we'll find a way to uh, to get through this and we'll do it. Uh, together as we as 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 the city always does with everything else. How about the quality of play? What do you think it's going to be like when it eventually resumes? Any thoughts on that? Uh, well, you know, obviously the guys have been off for a while, so uh, you know, regardless of how many days we get, uh, I think it's going to take a little while for everyone uh, to get timing back in game type situations and things like this, but. I think the guys are so eager uh, to get back out on the court that I think the level of play from an intensity standpoint is going to be fine. And then it'll take a few games, obviously, for everyone to get their timing back and everything like that. But I think from an intensity standpoint, uh, everybody's going to compete at a real, real high level. All right, Coach, I think that'll wrap it up. Uh, we, we appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. And uh, all the media members, we appreciate you guys joining us. Uh, hope everybody stays safe. and. Um, Enjoy this beautiful weather outside. Yeah, I look forward to seeing you guys. I really do. I mean, I, I, I miss that part of it, you know, just uh, talking and communicating and uh, uh, having you guys around the practice facility. All of those things right there are something that I think think, think that we all miss, and we all miss just uh, being together and talking. So hang in there, and hopefully we can get uh, uh, that situation resolved and we can get back to the new normal. You know, so uh, like uh, Matt said, guys, please uh, stay healthy and stay health, uh, stay uh, safe. Okay.